0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Red podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok for more, and we'll be with you again soon. Bye! I'm joined by Chris Stewart, the CEO of... Q Music, and the topic for today is all about the Queensland Music Awards, which are fast approaching on Tuesday the 28th of March. Chris, how many years have, have the awards been going for, and how much have you seen it grow in since it's first started?
1: Oh, that's such an interesting question, because it's sort of had a couple of lives. So the version of the QMA, is that people probably know now, we've been doing for sort of the last decade or so before that it was q song where it was very much focused on the songwriter's art so a lot of it was very the the song of the year very focused on that sort of craft and it was sort of that for about a decade or so as well uh, both really interesting periods, I think, because I think one of the things that'll always remain the heart of the QMAs is new work, new writing, people that are releasing things. You'll see that in all of the nominees this year. That still one of the things we expect from them is, you know, you wouldn't get a nomination for band of the year if for if you were just touring around doing your hits from 2006. So all of the people that get nominations now are those that are doing new work and writing new songs and I think that's really important because we need to constantly sort of refresh and renew our industry so the the Q song period will always be at the heart of the QMAs but I think now we've it's allowed us to sort of look at honouring news, have People's Choice Awards. This year for the first time we're honouring the most accessible venue of the year so there's a bunch of things that I think now the QMAs are able to capture but in their heart they're always going to be about people that are making new works.
0: absolutely that's what's so important especially for those local artists but I really like how you just mentioned the accessible venues that's really something that I know you guys at Q Music are working on especially in the valley area so that's just fantastic now I know it's a bit of an odd question and you may not know right. off the top of your head but how many nominees do you have this year and, and what do the Queensland Music Awards mean to them
1: what a beautiful question, and I 100% don't have that number. <laughs> uh, so you've done a, a wonderful job. Um, So each uh, year H- the numbers are sort of growing. That's one of the things that I think is really interesting about the awards, because we're trying to capture the diversity of what's written. So you're also getting, you know, like heavy at one end, you're getting world music, you're getting pop, you're getting people that are writing contemporary classical, you're getting Indigenous and First Nations artists. So there's a number of different areas that the nominations are able to capture, and I think it speaks of how broad, you know, contemporary sort of music making is in Queensland, that we have people that are writing, you know, great commercial country music, and we have people that are writing electronic and hip-hop and i think what you want in an award like this is to gather the entire industry so at the qmas you just see the breadth of what's being done in a state of our size and i think for those guys i think it means a lot like we find with the qmas every year that it's very rare to not have all of the nominees in the room occasionally if someone's touring internationally we we may not have them but normally you know if you're a, who's some nominees this year like a ballpark music or a thelma plum or an amy shark all of those kind of great artists i don't know if you would normally expect to have them at the awards night but the qma sort of does year after year because i think in their heart they're still queenslanders and they like the fact that they're returning home and it's their friends and their peers that are sort of recognizing and honoring them
0: oh that's fantastic especially in brisbane uh I find that it's such a lovely community. I went to the Apple store the other day to buy a new phone. I bumped into someone I knew. It's a bit like that. Now, are there going to be any special performances on the night that people who can come to the awards will look forward to?
1: Yeah, there are. We normally don't announce it every year because we like it to be a surprise. So, um, But I can tell you there are two things we're doing this year that we've commissioned new arrangements for where we're bringing in, one of them I think is a band of 13 that we're sort of creating for the night to do it. We have a number that that has, you know, there are uh, dancers in some numbers. There are, um, and also a selection of like absolute top-shelf artists that are performing at it. I know with something like CMC Rocks at a similar time, it's sort of allowed us to speak to some of those artists that are touring and have managed to route closer to, to Queensland, we're able to say, well, if you're going to be there on the night, well, let's just do a bloody song, mate. Why don't you get up and, and do something? <laughs> so one of the things we can guarantee throughout the night is the kind of artists that you're seeing be nominated, many of them are actually going to perform through the night as well. So if someone wants to get a bit of a sneaky hint at what might be some of the performances, looking at the nominees will give you a real sense of the style and quality of the people you'll see.
0: Oh, that's absolutely fantastic! I'm looking forward to it. Now, just to go back to that accessibility point, yeah, is the venue, which I believe is the uh, Fortitude Music Hall, yeah, is it accessible? And will there be, you know, any Auslan interpretation? Are you making the night accessible?
1: Yeah, so we work with um, Auslan interpreters, not he did last year's and was a lot of fun. Because he loves some... Um, uh, signing for uh, song performance and having a bit of a dance while he does it. So, you know, it really adds to the show. Um, but we, we have Auslan, but we also, for people with some mobility challenges, but the fort and next door, a building that shares a lot of its accessible, um, lifts and things with Soundgarden are uh, the two venues we're using for the night. And both of them, um, I guess partly because they're more newer builds, they've really come to it with a strong attention on making this as accessible. To as many Queensland audience members as possible. And it's an interesting thing for us because the Valley, a lot of the buildings there have long histories and were built at a time when this wasn't at the front of people's minds and for a lot of them we're working with them about you know, as things might change and evolve over the next nine years how they can start making their venues more accessible to everyone and and even if that's not, even if a complete refit and rebuild isn't on the cards for the next 12 months, there's a lot of things people can start doing to make their venues more accessible and to feel safer, that's a, a real thing that's on our mind is that audience members and musicians should be able to come to events and festivals and, and gigs in Brisbane and know they're accepted, know they're safe, know that this place is for them as well. And universally, I know the venues want to do this, so it's how we can help give them sort of that toolbox of ways to, to make their venues safer and accessible for everyone.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And even yesterday when Time magazine listed Brisbane as one of the 50 greatest places on earth, Um, the Valley was mentioned. And that must be really exciting for you guys at Key Music because you use the Valley for most of your um, events and performances.
1: We we certainly have, um, I mean, our offices are in the Valley and I think Fortitude Valley is pretty unique now in Australia. But we we do Big Sound there, which is the biggest music industry event that we we have in the Southern Hemisphere. And I think if that event was in a different state, it, it can't be as successful because it needs that, you know, precinct style with so many music venues and food and bev offerings at the Valley And look, the Valley needs to keep improving with every year. It's not probably yet where we hope it'll be, but with every year you see people coming in that want to join that spirit, you know, still be part of what the Valley authentically is. It's never been, it's never really had that thing like you see in Sydney where they want to lock people out and shut the venues down and do all of this. There's, there is a spirit of keeping the Valley, you know, what it wants to be and what it's always been. I think that It's important because that allows us to do Valley Fiesta and Big Sound and the QMAs. It also allows other cities in Queensland to look to the Valley when they're looking at their own nighttime economy questions and how they can help support music venues and and have more opportunities for people. So I think keeping the Valley really um, front of mind and celebrated is a really important part of what we do
0: yeah it's fantastic especially just making sure all those local artists have a place to play as well now just quickly before we wrap things up what are you most looking forward to on the night of the queensland music awards and can you tell us a little bit about what's on the agenda for queensland music's 2023 calendar
1: Oh, what an interesting question. I just got back yesterday from South by Southwest in Austin, and there was a bunch of Queensland artists who were performing at that. And we work closely with Austin and with The Great Escape in Brighton, both around being there, buys into town, but also looking at how Australians can sort of go to those markets to sell themselves. So probably the biggest thing that happens for us post-QMAs is all that preparation for Big Sound and we had our first Big Sound for three years you know the first return after COVID happened in September and it was amazingly successful it was enormous in many ways the biggest we'd ever done I don't think we necessarily want to constantly have the biggest every year. I don't know that if that's always the best measure of success, but certainly what we want to do with this year is make sure those results stay really high and that artists feel supported when they're showcasing themselves. Ultimately, it's a marketplace where we want our artists and our music businesses to be able to sell themselves globally and build those global collaborations. So what we can do to bring people in from into international markets to do business with Queenslanders is is really important. And the other thing, there's a few things, I mean, I can't really say them today, but there's a couple of things that we're announcing at the QMAs that are new ways in which Queensland artists are going to see additional support and that stuff is always at the front of our mind probably my real job is it feels like I might be in the arts but I'm actually in sales it's sort of getting into the room and and selling this vision of Queensland music to people and giving them the way that they can engage with them and become a part of it and I think we're going to see some really good results for that in the next maybe six months with artist support coming out of some of these events in Brisbane but also a few more things that I think we're going to start to do to really lift and elevate musicians regionally. So with those things happening, I reckon maybe in the, in the day or two after the QMAs, there might be a few announcements from us in that space as well.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Daily Red podcast. I am your host, Bianca Wiley, arts enthusiast, performer and media creative. You will hear stories about the projects gracing the Queensland art scene and the artists behind the scenes journeys. Sit back, relax and let's get into it.